Hello, beautiful queens, and join me as we open up conversations that help women walk through difficult transitions and inner healing while unleashing the potential that God has placed within all of us to become untamed and unchained. In each episode, you'll get the tools and resources to create the change in your life that you desire as you unleash your vision, your gifts, and your voice and your confidence to live the life of your dreams. I give my listeners and clients love and support. However, I do take the direct approach and we cut out that BS in your life. So instead of playing small, you can create big leaps into your life. Now let's dive into this episode. We are going to be talking about the storms of life and what are some key things that you can do when you're walking through some very difficult things in your life. And so two years, well, tomorrow, it's going to be two years ago, we had began what unbeknownst to us, a journey of my daughter, who is now 18, she was 16 at the time. Um, had severe aplastic anemia. And if you don't know what that is, that is when your bone marrow literally quits reproducing. It is life and death. And she needed a transplant. And so we had to go through a lot of testing. We had a whole team of doctors. Like she started out, um, she was passing out. So I took her into the ER room. And from the ER room, they took her um, a whole team of like, Uh, paramedics came and doctors from rainbows and they transported her to rainbows, babies and children. And she was in ICU. I walked into the room and I had probably mm, between 10 and 12 doctors and nurses waiting for me when I got there and I'm a single mama. So I had to put on the armor of God and do the best that I could to digest the information that they were about to give me. And I can honestly say it was God's grace that carried me through this, gave me the wisdom, gave me the insight, what most of us couldn't even grasp in that time. Like I knew it was in my own human strength that I was doing this. And so they began testing her. Her body wasn't even strong enough to like go in and do a bone marrow biopsy. So we had to build her body up enough with like platelets and transfusions because they were looking at it. They were thinking she has cancer, which severe aplastic anemia is a like it's the brother to cancer. Like everywhere that you go, you're in the cancer facility, you're in the cancer family. Um, so we were testing her and they discovered that, you know, she, that's what she has. And so we had to rebuild her body to be able to get her out of the hospital. And then, you know, her immune system and all of those things were not having the fighting chance that everybody else's did. And so we had to go twice a week to the hospital, sometimes three times a week. And, um, she had to have platelets and transfusions until, you know, we could do the transplant and thank goodness we all got tested and her oldest brother was a match for her hundred percent perfect match for her. Now we had to prep her body to receive his transplant. And so the thing is, is you might ask, why can't you just, you know, go in and get platelets and blood transfusions for the rest of why the trans? Because your body starts rejecting this. And so um, they were like, there's absolutely no way that she can survive without the without the transplant because her body's going to start rejecting the platelets. And 
um, the blood transfusions. So we were on a time clock and thank goodness that her brother did have, was a perfect match. And so we began to prepare her body and what it looks like to prepare her body for a transplant is you go in and you literally have to wipe out her whole body because our bodies are so beautifully and uniquely designed that any time anything foreign enters your body, it will do everything in its power to fight it off. It will destroy it because our body is, knows what is familiar familiar, your body, like your, your body knows your blood. It knows everything about it. And so we had to go in and basically, if you can get the visual <clears throat> of like a clear plastic tube, um, for her bone marrow in a clear plastic tube, and it has to literally have nothing in it, like nada, anything in there, which meant wiping out, wiping out her immune system. Like we were regulating her kidneys, her liver, her heart, like everything. And, um, every morning I was meeting with a team of doctors. Like the first team of doctors that I had was to build her body up enough to go get the transplant. The second team of doctors that I had was the transplant team. And then the third set of doctors that we had was the fertility doctors, because when you have chemo, um, it can affect your fertility and you're a female. And so now you're dealing with that as well. And so, um, on the, on the daily, it was talking with the doctors. It was going into the hospital. It was, um, you know, making life and death choices for my daughter. We had to do multiple tests, like so many different tests. She had so many different surgeries that she had to go through and through an order, like down to your teeth. Everything has to be, you know, she had to have her vision checked. She had to have, we had to make sure that her teeth, like she didn't have any cavities. Everything was good because there has to be, can't be any chance of infection getting into her body. It's very crucial. It's very life and death as she's walking through this. And so, um, when this storm of life hit, how I handled it was I pushed everybody out of my life because, when your child's life is in danger, that hits your mama heart in a level that you never thought was possible. And I had up to this point in my life managed to walk through things, some of the most difficult things of like leaving with the religion or walking through bankruptcy and leaving my marriage and being cheated on and emotional abuse. And I still had always managed to kind of keep, keep it together through the grace of God. Um, and I, was I grew up with a mentally unstable mother. So I knew how to handle chaos really, really well and still keep going in life. However, when this storm hit with my daughter, it was a whole different level because this was my child. I couldn't take it away for her. I couldn't make it better. I couldn't fix it. And when you see your child going through something like that and you're hurting so deeply to see them go through it, you, you handle it in a way that you that you didn't expect it to handle. And I didn't know how to let people in and how to let them walk with me in the midst of the mess. When I was, when I felt like so broken down, so beaten down, and I was so angry at God, I was so, so angry at God because I just felt like at this point I had to walk through so much in my life. Now I get, now I'm going to see my child suffer yet. Like I felt betrayed, which if we go back down and we stem where that betrayal came from, it was an abandonment issue that was within side of myself because I grew up always handling everything by myself, fixing things very quickly and feeling 
alone in this world because I, I didn't have my mom emotionally. And so I learned to do things by myself. And so when this hit, it made me feel like I'm all alone. I'm by myself. I have to figure it out. I can't do this. And so when people used to reach out to me and they're like, what can I do for you? How can I pray for you? I literally would avoid most, a lot of times here and there. I wouldn't, I would avoid the phone calls. I would avoid the text messages. I got off social media. I pretty much blocked everybody, not literally blocked on my phone, but like emotionally blocked people out of my life because I didn't know how to show up real and raw and let them see the part of me that was not okay. Like to be okay with not being okay and literally let people support me when I felt like I had nothing to give to them in return. And so she, um, we rebuilt, we, we rebuilt her body. She went into, she went in for her transplant. She was in the hospital for like, um, almost six weeks in where she was isolated. She wasn't allowed to see other people. She wasn't allowed to like her only source of communication was literally, you know, on phone, thank goodness for FaceTime or me or her brother came in to visit. Cause at the time there was COVID. So there was only so many visitors that were allowed to come in. And so once she was out, once she was released from the hospital, then, uh, then it was taking the precautions. She's a 16 year old girl taking precautions of she's not supposed to go around, be around a lot of people who are around a lot of people. She's not supposed to do what everybody else is doing because we're rebuilding her immune system. The chances of her getting sick are a lot higher. And so of course, obviously there was a lot of broken rules because she is 16. Her and I had a lot of fights because I'm like, I'm in trauma response. I'm trying to protect my child. I'm still mad. I'm still angry at the world that my daughter had to go through this. And so her and I really fought a lot. And um, I will do an episode on that of like restoring your relationships because her and I have an incredible relationship now, but it was just very, she was hurting. I was hurting. And so um, in the, from January until most likely, I think, I, I should have, I didn't document this stuff. People told me journal about it. I didn't, I didn't even have the mental space to journal about it. I, there was like, I was in complete survival mode and I would say from January to like August, we were at the hospital two to three times a week. We had the overnight, multiple overnight stays, weeks stays at a time. And then finally it started like settling down and normal life started happening again. And when normal life started happening again is when I started to really face myself. Um, not that I was ready to face myself. It, the reality of facing myself really came forth in my face. And I myself ended up myself up in the ER room with my adrenal glands crash. Now, not because because that's how they diagnosed me. It's because how I got to learn and know my body so well that I began, I understand stood and saw that my body was body was literally reacting to trauma and my whole body was crashing. I was at the bottom of my, like my adrenal glands had crashed. My thyroid wasn't in good shape. My gut health was over the roof. And that I all, I healed all of that through emotional healing and learning how to really connect with my body. And so that, that force hit and that all fell apart. And I'm over here trying to like get my health back in restoration, take care of myself. And I finally hit such a dark place in my life where I felt so overwhelmed, no matter what I was doing, I felt like I couldn't get out of a funk. I felt like I couldn't move forward. And 
Um, my children sat me down and we had a conversation and they're like, you're not showing up. Like you're not being mom. Basically you're making bad choices. You're, you know, where's your walk with God. And you used to inspire people. You used to motivate people. You were always the one that was talking to other people and you were seeing the best in life. Like you taught us all these things. And right now you are literally pushing everybody else away. You're not allowing mentors in your life. You have shut down. You're doing things that are not out of your, that are, that are not normal for you. And so it brought me to the place where for a week I battled really, really hard. I didn't want to live anymore. I felt like I failed everybody in my life. When you hear your own children sitting down and and confronting you and yes, thank goodness they love you so much that they will. And I was thankful that they did, but I was in the crossfire of feeling like I failed them completely and feeling like I failed the whole year and just feeling like I failed altogether in my whole life. And so I finally got to the place where it got so dark. And one day I sat down and I wrote God a letter and I surrendered. And I said, do with my life with what you want. And in this year's time, I had, because of right before this happened, I felt God place on my heart and I had to launch a coaching business. But then when this happened, I pulled back from my coaching business, put it on the side. And then I felt him nudging me again. And I was mad and I was not about to do it. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. Why would I, why when I walk through something so horrendous and I was such a shitty person and I failed everybody, would I show up and be a coach? How, how am I going to ever help other women? And so when I resurrendered my life, I told God that, um, I, I told God, you know, do with my life what you want. If you want me to be a biz, if you want me to start my coaching business, if you want me to, if you, whatever you want me to do, clearly my will does not work. So let your will be done. But I said, for starters, I want to go to a faith and business retreat because I feel like I need the full plunge. I need the full submersion. I don't have time to do little baby steps where I'm doing little courses here or doing little things here. I want the full plunge. And so shortly after that, now remember, I wasn't on social media. I wasn't like I had... I didn't have the connections that I did before, but shortly after that, I went on the website of one of the women that I had listened to her podcast and I was looking on her website and what she had available and I didn't really see anything, but you could sign up for text messages. Like I saw things, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was going to give myself like a week's time to make up some choices because I really kind of wanted to do the course because it was comfort zone. However, in my intuition, I knew that simply doing a course was literally me avoiding myself. I needed something bigger. I needed something deeper. I needed something more intense. And of course, courses are beautiful if that's where you're at in your season of life. But I hadn't, I knew I had taken so many courses already. I had done so many classes and all of those things that it was time to really have in-person one-on-one or be, you know, go to a retreat. So I, she had a thing where you could sign up for text messages and you can get encouraging texts. So I signed up for the text message messages and literally that Thursday got a text that was talking about a faith and business retreat. And I signed up and that is where the complete transformation began. And on to, I, I'm going to link this and I'm going to like 
do a hop, skip and a jump because I'm going to fast forward. But anyways, 2023, 2022, I will talk about a lot of things that I did to completely transform and change my life and become more like become a lot more obedient to what God wants me to do and not be stuck in fear and take action when he places it on my heart. Because if you really, really want to see God in a big way, it is taking the action when he places those things on your heart and being obedient to really seeing how big God can be because God will move mountains. It does require you to do your part and for you to also move. But the topic that I'm discussing today is the storms of life and currently where I'm at now in two years later to when that unfolded, we are now walking with my mother who um, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. However, she, uh, she, um, we took her to the hospital. She's 72 years old. She's fighting some very serious life and death things. And she, she doesn't, she's done with life. She doesn't want to be here anymore. And we want to honor her and, you know, support her and love her. And she has fought a life of a lot of pain. And so, it has been a very intense, deep, emotional roller coaster ride because we're dealing with, uh, once again, we're dealing with doctors. Now, it's not as many doctors as it was for my daughter, but this is my mother. And, you know, you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Are we going to have her another 24 hours or are, are, are we losing her today? And so walking into this one, when she went into the hospital and needless to say, she was admitted to the same ER room that my daughter was almost like two years ago. It was really ironic. It was, I walked in and it was almost like the shock sat me down because it was just like, wow, what are the odds in January again? And that she's admitted to the same hospital room, which obviously she moved. So that being said, um, in all of this, the way that I'm walking through this is a completely 180 of how I have walked, how I walked through with when Amy was going through what she is. And this morning I was like, you know, I really want to create an episode and share with you guys what are some very, very crucial, important tools to, to use. We all were we all walk through storms of life. We all walk through very, very difficult things. And if you don't have the tools and if you don't understand what you're going to need in this time, you're going to derail the train. Like everybody's asking me, how are you handling this so well? And this is my response that I say to them. I know how I handled things with Amy and I stood back and I looked at it and I've learned from it. And I took myself to some very, very dark places. I did some things that I would not have normal. I know what I'm capable of doing. I know what I'm capable of taking, where I'm capable of taking myself if I don't implement these things that I learned. And God was teaching me in that time. And so now it's me taking responsibility and implementing the very gifts of the tools that he gave me that I am now prepped in this. And in this journey, it's not only about myself, but it's allowing others to see so they can also pick up the tools and use them for their storms in their life because our story is never just about ourselves. And so a few of the things that I am doing is um, 
I am allowing support in a hundred percent. I'm being open. I'm being raw. I'm being real. It is very uncomfortable for me. This is the first time that I've walked through something that had held this many emotions that I've been this open and that I've been this honest about normally I would just say, you know, Oh, I'm okay. Oh, it's fine. You know, da, 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 da. And I will literally say, I'm not okay right now, or I don't know how I'm doing, or I'm okay one moment, but I'm not okay the next. And can you please check in on me? And I need your prayers and please support me more or asking, like allowing myself to literally ask every time that I want to go with inside of myself and I feel myself shutting down, I pick up my phone and I text somebody. I know my support system. I could do complete opposite of what my old, old coping mechanism wants to do, because I know that if I begin to allow myself to go to that place in space, that it's only going to be a matter of time until I'm doing what I used to do. So that's what, something that I do. Also, another thing that I'm doing is um, spending time with God in the morning, getting in the word. It may, it may be one page. It may be two pages. It may be five pages. It may be 10 pages. I don't make it a chore, so to speak. I open my Bible and I read until I like some mornings, all my brain feels like it can handle is a page. The next morning I need 10 pages. I don't judge myself. I release anything I have wrapped around it. And that's where I spend my time with God. And then I also have my praise and worship music. Another thing that I do is I literally, literally stop myself and, and have myself pause go out in nature. And this is not easy for me. Like I would much rather go clean the house, do the laundry, go up to the hospital, um, go do something for somebody else, avoid the emotions of it. However, I want to walk through the pain, feel the emotions at the time, because if you don't do it at the time, and sometimes that's okay, we're still dealing with things later. But if you don't do it at the time, it's going to come up later. Like at some point, you're going to have to process it because if you don't process it, then you develop these cute, unsexy coping mechanisms that show up in your life. And then that's when you really get to meet with yourself and heal. So um, for example, Saturdays, she was in the, she wasn't having a good day and I was going to go up in the evening. And um, I was also asked to go with a friend to go hang out and um, find like it was a new nature spot. And immediately when I found out she wasn't having a good day, I wanted to cancel the, the nature trip. I wanted to go up there and just be there and try to fix everything as possible. And I, I got so anxious and I was going to go up there and just be there and be like, forget about spending time in nature. But then I stopped myself. I paused and I was like, okay, God, what is going to be the most beneficial in this situation? Like, what do you want from me? And what should I do at this point? And God reminded me that I was coming from a place of fear. I wasn't having faith. I wasn't trusting and that it's fine. I can go up to the hospital in that moment. There's no wrong in it. But if I'm not going to keep my cup filled, I'm not going to be of good to anybody. And the way that I'm walking with my mom with this looks different than what my brother is and what my dad is, because he's God is going to use me in a different way than he's using them because I have different gifts that than, than they do. And I, I see the gifts that I have and they're very 
in, in a very differently intense way. So when I go in, it is getting to the core of what are the doctors saying? How are we handling this? Getting to the core of my mother and communicating with her and then communicating with my brother and communicating with my dad of like, this is really in a simplistic way. This is what is going on. What do you guys want to do? Now they know what is going on. They bring their gifts to the table too. Theirs are just very different. And they're also men. And as a female, we are very heart-centered. We are very emotional. And so I don't want to be coming from a place where I am making decisions coming from my emotions. I am always going to be making decisions coming from my emotions, but I'm saying like, from an emotional response of fear that I can come from my healthy emotions where I'm trusting and I'm surrendering and I feel grounded. And I know that this is the direction God wants us to take. And so I went and I spent time with my friend and we went into nature. It was beautiful. It was so rejuvenating, refueling. And then I went up Saturday night. Well, good thing that I did. She wasn't having a good night. And it is the very thing that is helping me keep my peace And like, you know, taking time for myself and to detox all from all that is going on before I go back up there, not feeling like I need to be the hero and be there 24 seven, because when you're trying to be the hero and us women tend to do this and we're pouring from an empty cup, that's when chaotic things start happening along the line. You might not see it at that time, but it's also understanding your gifts. Some of you have the gift of showing up and doing things where other people have the gift of, you know, th theirs is more discernment, theirs is more in, in communicating. And then there's other people that have the gift of hospitality. And then there's those that have the gift of bringing people together. So understanding and knowing how you operate best and how God has designed you is so important. That's why me doing all the inner work that I did last year is paying off so quickly. And people are seeing this because I know myself. I know what I need. And another thing is, is in my home, I am taking extra, like I've up-leveled it with, like, for example, I love candles. I love music. I love dancing. I love flowers. I love cooking. I know shocker. At one point I didn't love cooking. So what I'm doing is it doesn't take a lot of time, but like, for example, today, creating my podcast episode, I have flowers here. I have the candles lit. And before I got on here, I played some music and really creating a, a space in a place where I'm feeling safe because my, I am processing so many emotions. When you're going through the storms of life, your body tends to go in fight or flight zone. And so it is constantly bringing yourself back home. So you feel the safety. And also in another thing, I don't have the masculinity of the protection of a man in my life currently. Like if you're in a relationship and you have a man in your life, lean into him because the healthy masculine can actually calm down your nervous system by the way that you, they will protect you when you're going through these difficult things they protect you on the daily. Now I said healthy masculine. That is actually an way to help you embody into, into your body and feel safe. Now, if you don't have that in your life currently, like I don't right now in the season that I'm in, it is coming. Then I do the extra things to help my body feel safer. Like there's also such a thing as bubble baths and there's nature and like 
yesterday I took literally a few moments and just like totally soaked in. We had so like the snow, the flakes were so huge and they were like crystallized and they were white and they were crisp and they were soft and they landed on your face. And it just felt like angel kisses. And it was the white was so surreal. It was so beautiful the way it landed so softly, like on the trees and on the shrubs. And it just reminded you of the surreal peace and the gentleness of God when, you know, as you and I are walking through this, you're never alone. You are coated in the unconditional love, just like the snow is coating the trees and coating the earth. And I took some time to really observe and absorb and soak it all in before I went in. Here's the thing. I could have done none of this before because I was so filled with trauma because when you're filled with trauma, you literally don't have the ability to be present. And that is why it's also so very important for you to heal your trauma and heal your inner pains so that you have the ability to do these things and that you can think from a different place. Because when I was going through what I was going through with Amy, I was literally trauma responding one after the other. And I didn't even have the ability of thinking like this. I was in pure survival mode. So that being said, let's simplify this very down to some nitty gritty steps. If you are like when you're going through the storm, and this is for any time that you're going through your life, I'm just saying double dose it when you're walking through the difficult things, how to help you stay grounded, how to help you really um, to tune in and lean into God when you're going through these things. And it is getting into the word, speaking the word over yourself. If you don't feel like you have the strength to do that, bring people in who are going to speak the word over yourself, have community, have support, have love, let them be there. Let them speak over you. Let them use wise counsel though. Don't let everybody speak over you. Use wisdom on the people who you surround yourself with. And then allowing people to ask, allowing people to help you. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Allow yourself to humble yourself, to ask for help. Help take the place and take the space to put yourself in timeout. What do you need in that time? What's going to refill your cup? What's going to help you feel, re feel refueled the most? Um, and then getting out in nature and allowing yourself to really connect with your body. It is very important for us women that we are not com constantly coming from a headspace because if you don't feel safe in your body, you're constantly going to be coming from your headspace. You're going to create health issues that are going to happen further down the road because your body is in fight or flight mode. So one of the key essential ways is to get yourself to feel very safe in your body. However, that looks, is that through bubble baths? Is that through music? Is that through connecting with other people? Is that getting out in nature? Is that, you know, cooking? Is that um, doing art? What allowing yourself to be as creative? Is it to go sit in a coffee shop? Is it to go take a walk? One thing I will say is motion releases emotion. When you get your body moving, you will release emotions. It's just very, very important for you to connect with your body and pray about it. Ask God, God, what do I need right now? I feel like if you feel like you don't even know, ask God to reveal to you. So often we are not, we're not receiving because we're not asking. Remember asking you shall receive. If you're like, I am just in a fight or flight zone. I, I literally feel like I don't, I can't 
even hear. I don't know what I need. It's overwhelming. It's too much. Ask God and then be obedient. If he gives you an answer and it feels off the wall, just, just step out in faith. I can promise you that you're going to see the difference. You're going to understand because God knows you better than you even know yourself. And he might give you an answer that is completely opposite of what you expected, but yet you'll see it as you go down the path. Just like I said, you know, when I feel myself going with, cause every day I'm praying and I'm like, God, just show me how to walk this for your greater good. Show me how I can show up that people see you and show me when I'm doing things that are of old that are of old paradigms and old coping mechanisms and give me the courage to do the things that you're asking me to do. And God convicts me. I get so convicted when I start going with inside of myself or I start making it, making it a certain way. And so as you're walking through these, and also have a place in space, like it is okay to be angry. It is okay to be sad. It's okay to be bitter, resentful, whatever you need to be, because I am very open, honest, raw, and real about my journey when I was with Amy, how angry. I was, I was so angry. I was so bitter. I was so resentful and I wanted nothing to do with like so many things of God. I was running from God. I was shutting the door and I was rebelling in every way possible. And I just want you to know that if this is you and you feel this, I see you, I get you. It is okay. It is okay that you're feeling this way. God is not going to quit pursuing you just because you are human and you are having a human experience and you're a human being and you're not a human doing. And also if you feel like you want support, you want love, or you, you need a place where you want to talk or reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram, send me a message and we'll talk one-on-one and we're doing life together. I want to take as many Queens with me to further the kingdom of God in 2023. And so that being said, if you're going through a difficult time, just know this too shall pass. And we are in this together and I am here for you. I am, I am supporting you and you are loved. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unchained and Untamed. I'm confident that you received exactly what you require to unleash your potential and unapologetically own your feminine heart and soul and be the woman that God has created you to be. It's time to take the next step on your transformational journey. Apply what you've learned and know that I am here to support you every step of the way. I'd love to hear what your biggest shifts and ahas were that you received from this podcast. So make sure to shoot me a message and follow me on Instagram at Schrock underscore Leona. See you there.